Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Which way does it Goes go? Up. You pointed. This is the radio. People can't see you pointing. Uh, up. But you're correct. Here we go. Next set of notes. You want to tell me the second note. Going up, going down, or staying the same. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show, and we're going to have a problem this week if we keep doing these things that we're doing here. What's, uh, what's, what's in the studio with us? First I don't of all, know. What who is are, it? Who are you? I'm Tammy Burns. I'm Joe Burns. What is this in the studio with us? That I don't know. That's a dog. It's not a small bear. That's a dog. Why is the dog in the studio with us? Because somebody has to watch it so it doesn't eat the rest of the house. Where are the children? Gone. Oh, well. Welcome to the studio, dog. Just try to keep somewhat quiet. Tammy, do you do you consider yourself a decent singer? No, no. I no. think you're a pretty good singer. No, I'm okay. Can you differentiate between notes? Can you hear one note that's high and one note that's low, and tell me which one is higher than the other one? Maybe. I knew a guy in college. I played on softball team with him. I had him in a couple classes with me. Nicest guy that could walk the center of the earth. This guy could not hold a tune if it was written on a rock and he had a bucket with a comfortable handle. He just, I don't know what it was, and it was funny. He loved to sing. He just simply could not hold the tune. Huh. It was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen because my whole family's always sung and we've all played instruments. Yeah. I just have never seen someone who is wholly, fully, and completely Tone deaf. Did you laugh? Uh, no, I didn't laugh because I oh, liked I the guy. Did. No, no, I didn't I make fun of him. Did. Other people looked at him and just, are you really trying to sing that fella? And he couldn't. It is said that upwards of 4% of the population has tone deafness or tune deafness or the medical term amusia. Amusia. A-M-U-S-I-A. And if you're going to be a medical professional, you have to say it like I said it. Amusia. So, today, we're going to talk about tone deafness, tune deafness, amusia. I think I'm just going to call it tone deafness. That way, most people will know what I'm talking about. It is a physical condition. 4% of the uh, world has it. And even though you have it, you can overcome it. Really? Because most of the time, tone deafness is not anything you have because of a genetic deficiency. It's something you have because of something that happened in your childhood. Oh, please. Tell me about your childhood. It was muse deafia. Let, let me put hypnosis upon you. But it's easy to get around. And uh, later on in the show, those of you out there who think, well, I might have tone deafness, I'm going to do a test for you that will help you out. And I'll tell you where to go to a website. Am I going to be the test dummy? Yes, 
you're going to be the test oh. dummy. Mm-hmm. You're going to get into a car. We're going to drive it into a wall. We're going to do the test. We're going to do the test online so people can see it. And I'll show you where to go uh, if you have a computerial device, and it will do the full test for you. I scored a 100%, meaning I have absolutely no tone deafness. Not that I'm wonderful. It is stated that the vast number of people who take it score 100%. Right. So what are we going to play for today? Well, how about music from people, singers, who are, well, probably tone deaf. I have about eight singers here that people denoted online can't sing worth a bag of spit. And we decided to put them together and see what happens. So if we offend you, sorry, didn't come from me. Here's David Lee Roth live. Oh, Oh, in the studio, he's not bad. Live? Always horrible. Here you go. Hear about it later from their latest live album, Tokyo Dome Live in Conference with Van Halen on Rock School. Talking tone deafness today on Rock School, what is known as amusia. I'm assuming I'm pronouncing that correctly. My my doctorate is not in thoracic medicine like I told you so you would marry me. But it says back in 1825, a guy named F. Gall, G-A-L-L, wrote about a, quote, musical organ in a specific region of the brain. All the way back in 1825, someone was trying to figure out what this thing was that some human beings just simply cannot hear or reproduce uh-huh. a tune. So there is the concern. It says here that the, at least the diagnosis, is a creating a concern in the inability to tell the difference between pitches. And some people say that's not it. It's the idea that they can create the concern, they can hear that the pitches are different, they just simply cannot then reproduce the pitches. So why is that? I don't know. All I can think about now is that I'm going to have to take a test and I'm beginning to sweat. Well, you don't have to sing for the test. You just simply have to answer yes or no, A or B. Oh, yes or no, A or B. So okay. C is not an is not an answer. Well, I can offer C, but it would you know screw I up would the choose test. C. I know you would. If if you don't know the answer, it's always B. Always. Always C. It says here, while normal normal brains, apparently we have normal brains, process sound in a series with the front and parietal something or other part of the brain, uh, it says here, those who have this problem that they don't produce or at least discuss and process sound in the same way that other brains do. Uh Uh-oh. It says here that there are two regions of the brain that deal in either parallel or independent pathways. And if you have a problem with that, it's it's just not able, you're just not able to do it. And again, it's only 4% of the uh, population. But then again, if you're tone deaf, it may be that you just, you may hear it correctly, you just can't reproduce it correctly, mainly singing. And by the way, bad singing does not mean tone deafness. It means poor muscle control. And and this is what they say as well. It may also mean criticism as a child. Meaning, here's the, here's the, you know, lie down and tell me why you hate the color yellow. Oh my god! It's the idea of when they were young, people made fun of them. People told them, you can't sing, you stink. So they quit. 
you know, singing's a muscle like anything else. Yeah. Your vocal cords, you need control over it. And I couldn't throw a baseball the first time I tried. It kind of flopped out. It took a while. Then I could do it. So it's a muscle. So if you were told from the beginning, you stink, kid, you would stop doing it. Why? I, I You know, I think about this sometimes yes. because our little girl likes to sing. Uh-huh. And our You're son... You're going to say on the radio she's not very good? No, our son yeah. wouldn't sing. And he, he used to sing as a little boy. Yeah. He just stopped. He won't sing anything. I think it's because he's 13 and too cool for the world. Huh. well, maybe. It might be. Well, the problem is at 13, see, I was in bands. So, yeah. you know, open the garage door, play the instruments, girls will come around. All right, we got to take a break. Let's play another artist who probably has a little trouble hitting the notes. You don't even like Bob Dylan one little bit, do you? No. No. Here's Bob Dylan, and he's wonderfully off tune. Here you go, Quinn the Eskimo on Rock School. Everybody's building boats. Some are building monuments. Others jotting down notes. Everybody's in despair. Every girl and boy. But when Quinn the Eskimo gets here. ask you a question i think you sang a great deal more than you want to let on when you were coming up most of it was in church and most of it was in choruses right mm, i was in a band did you have any, a gospel band did you have any how do i put this training or were you just sort of left on your own hit the notes kid no no but from the from the moment i could go to church singing i was in church singing and uh-huh. I knew every single church in the, in the uh, you know song in the hymnal. They could say page forty two, and I would know it was meeting in the air, and I could mm-hmm. just sing it every and, every bit of it. But what I'm saying is, when you sang it, people didn't look at you and go, "Ooh, that's flat" or anything no, like that. No, no one ever okay. said that because I've I've listened to you sing, and even though you can't get the words right, you at least get the melody right all the way through it. Sugar fried honey buns. It says here. That was be, nasty. It was not nasty. You said sugar-fried honey buns one I time. I never said that. Oh, bet me. It says here that a lot of tone deafness, or at least the appearance of tone deafness, has to do with poor pre-phonatory tuning. How about that? Doesn't that sound like so I... So what does that mean? I, goodness knows. Pre, no, no, tell me. Pre-phonatory tuning. This is how the singer adjusts the vocal track prior to phonation. I'm assuming that means singing the note. In preparation for the note to be sung. See, I'm right. Uh, Frequently, pressed phonation, meaning get it right, you stick, blah, 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 in which the glottis is too firmly closed. Hey, honey, how's your glottis? Is it okay? It's perfect right now. Good. Uh, It closes up after inhalation just prior to producing the voice. Also, hitting notes too hard. When you hear, have you ever heard anybody sing that just sings like this all the time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hitting it too hard, which means you will miss the note. Overshooting the note, especially in a big jump. Somewhere over the rainbow. You go somewhere over the... It's too big a jump. Uh-huh. Your brain can't process it. A wide vibrato can put someone out of pitch. You were doing it last night. You were making fun of the... Ca- <laughs> right. You were making fun of the cowardly lion but from... how did I... <laughs> right. And finally, simply an odd voice. Think Joe Cocker. 
It could be that they're on note, but because of an odd voice, like Joe Cocker, it just sounds weird. It doesn't sound yeah, quite right on the money. Yeah, but weird is good in that I situation, know. huh? Let's play Joe Cocker. Here you go on Rock School. Now, you said at the beginning of the show that you do not believe you have tone deafness. And remember, there's a difference between tone deafness and the ability to reproduce the notes. Okay. So it could be that in your brain, you hear the difference, you just can't reproduce them. Not you, but the sort of the Victorian you. So I hear you. In order to test it, you must undertake the MBEA test. That is the Montreal Battery of Evaluation of Amusia. Yeah, but the MBE test is a battery of tests that assesses six musical processings. Number one, scale, contour, interval, rhythm, metric, and music memory. Would you like to take one of the three? Sure. Right now. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. If you go to, where's the website here? Yeah. ToneDeafTest.com. Once again, ToneDeafTest.com. It'll do this for you, but I'm going to do it for you anyway. Can you hear this over the microphone? Here we go. Can you hear those notes? I did. Okay. I think I did. Okay. Stage one. Are these notes the same or are they not the same? Close your eyes. Ready? Here's the first note. Here's the second note. Are those two notes the same? They're the same. Okay. How about these notes? Are those two notes the same or are they different? Different. How about these notes? Are those two notes the same or different? The same. How about these notes? Different. Okay. How about these notes? Different. How about these notes? The same. Okay. That's stage one. And you got them all right. Again, I did. When I took the Ooh, the test gosh, online, I'm sweating. <laughs> why didn't I study for why this? Why didn't I wear my underarm deodorant today? When I, when I took this, and you can go to it. It's called ToneDeafTest.com. It it plays those for you. And what's really terrible about it is you begin to question yourself. <sighs> well, I thought those were the Good, same. I would, but I would maybe hate I'm myself wrong. if I took the test by myself. Yeah. Thank God you were here. Oh, I took it. <sighs> oh no, there's two other parts to it. Oh, okay. I took the test and I got a hundred percent. All and right, it, and it states well, next to everybody gets a hundred percent on do it. The, let's do the next part of the test. I, I will after this break. Who's oh. listening to us? Uh, that would be WMCE in Erie, PA. Super. Back in a minute on Rock School.
coming out of the break, it's time to do the second section of the, what is it called? The MBEA test, the Montreal Battery of Evaluation of Amusia test. What I'm going to do is I'm going to play two notes for you. Okay. And you have to tell me if the second note is rising or falling or stayed the same. Okay. So does the note go up? Does the note go down? Or does the note stay the same? The second note. The second note. Okay, closing my eyes. Here we go. Which way does it Goes go? Goes up. You pointed. This is the radio. People can't see you pointing. Uh, up. But you're correct. Here we go. Next set of notes. You want to tell me the second note. Going up, going down, or staying the same? Staying the same. Stayed the same. Next set of notes. Oh, can you play that again? Really? Went up. Went up. Now, when you take this test online, it does it in three different ways. You'll hear it as a piano, you'll hear it as a stringed instrument, and then you'll hear it as a, it sounds like a, why can't I come up with it, a, a, a digital instrument. Once again, going up, going down, or staying the same. Went down. It went down. Once again, going up, staying the same. Went up. Went up. Once again. Went up. Went up. Down. Went down. Up. One more time. Up. Oh, no, no, it stayed the same. Oh, but it almost got you. All right, that's stage two. I've set the guitar down. You can open your eyes right now. Oh, I'm dizzy. Hang on. It's like we're dating. Can I get some water? No. (laughs) There is no water during this test. So we're going to play a song. Can you turn the lights off? They're mighty bright in my face, We'll do seven days, and then we'll do the third part of the test. How are you doing out there? I'm not doing doing good. I need something. You got everything right. You got everything right. Did I get that right? No bathroom breaks during your test. Everybody knows this. Welcome to the bottom of the hour, plus a few minutes. Uh, something else about being tone deaf or tune deaf or amusia. There are two general main classifications of amusia. One is acquired, which means a head injury of some kind. Yeah. Which means once you're hurt, you cannot tell the difference between tones, nor can you tell if it's going up, going down, what all of that. And there's also congenital, which is something since birth. They found, I say they, you know, the researchers, have found that even infants react to harmonic and dissonant notes. The idea of two notes being played together. Yeah. If it's harmonic and sounds wonderful, they won't react other than smiling, which may be gas, which is the reason I think I even have a musical (laughs) career because so many people have gas. Uh, There's also dissonant, the idea of two notes that don't sound good to one another. 
and even infants are able to pick up on that. So let's do seven days, 70 seconds. I'm Joe Burns. You are? I am Tammy Burns. These are the rock and roll dates, April 23 all the way through April 29. You got Monday. Go. April 23rd, 1976, the Ramones released their debut album. April 24, 1979, Georgia On My Mind becomes Georgia's official state song. April 25th, Michael Bolton is forced to pay the Isley Brothers $5.4 million in a copyright yeah. case, saying yeah. he stole their tune. Love is a wonderful thing. Only because he did. April 26, 1986, Van Halen survives without Dave as 5150 goes to the top of the charts. April 27, 2002, Keith Richards falls out of a tree in Fiji. He would yeah. later require brain surgery? Yeah, if you not... No, you didn't. You didn't read his book, Life, did you? No, I didn't. I'm going to have to go back and read it. Right. He falls out of a tree in Fiji and hits his head real hard, and here he cracks his skull. And the story goes, I think he's in Switzerland having surgery, and he says to the anesthetist, the the guy who's going to you know put him to sleep, yeah. he says, you're not going to be able to do it, friend. I've been a junkie my whole life. Right. And the anesthetist says, watch this. Bang! <laughs> Better drugs than you, kid. Right? He has a newfound respect. April 28, 2003, Apple launches iTunes. And then finally, April 29th. 1933. Happy birthday, Willie Nelson, who we didn't get to see because he canceled concerts last February. Because he's about to die, probably. Ah, sees that one. Coming back, we're going to do section three of the test to make sure Tammy can figure out whether notes are going up, down, equal, all those things. You should do it on Keith Richards. No, no, no. He can't after hear that, any of that. After that head injury. Well, I had a head injury once and we got once. married. We got married. Yeah, oh, that's right, because you've hit me with a stick numerous times. we got to play a song. Who's another singer that doesn't have real great, well, tone control? How about Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds? Think he's bad? I don't know. Take a listen to this here on Rock School. All right, let's do the third portion of the test once again. This is part of the MBEA test that will test you for tone deafness. If you'd like to take the test on a computorial device, because goodness knows a radio show can't do that, go to ToneDeafTest.com. So section one was, are these notes the same? Section two was, is this note going up or down? Section three... You need to tell me, is note B higher or lower? Okay? Note B, is it higher or lower? Ready, ready? Close your eyes. Note B. Note A. Note B. Higher. Higher. Note A. Higher. Note A. Lower. Okay. Note A. Higher. Note A. Lower. Note A. Higher. Note A. Lower. Note A. Lower. Note A. Lower. There you go. That's the that's the test. 
And you got every one of them right. And again, when I did it online, I got every one of them right. And it says, you know, you can be happy, but the vast majority of people get every one right. I still want an A. You st- <laughs> if I don't get every one of them right, something happens. Gotta play a song. I like Tom Waits' music. I really do. But Helen Wolf is also a voice that goes off in weird positions. We're yeah. going to probably play Tom Waits, but let's play Helen Wolf do instead. It. Uh, it's do just it. a lot do of it. screaming here in Rock School. You know I'm the wolf, babe. You know I stay in the wolf. Coming into the second break, the uh, portion of the brain that deals with the ability to hear one note, high or low or what have you, right. is known as the Broca area. Is it Tom Broca? No, it does not Tom Broca. It's not. They did not name it after Tom Broca. <laughs> what did, that's my bad Tom Broca. It they is did not, bad. It did not name it after Broca. The funniest thing was when Tom Broca was talking about O.J. Simpson. This yeah. is for older people. And he right. would go, bloody glove. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Bloody glove. Uh, <laughs> it's the Broca's area, B-R-O-C-A. If you want to touch it with your finger, it's on the left toward the front, just in front of your temple. And just like my wife, all of you reached up and touched it. it oh, also, it hurts. It, well, that's because you're thinking about music. Uh, language and speech is also in there as well. As long as the Broca area is untouched by injury, what they call acquired amusia, you got a shot at fixing it. And we'll tell you how to fix it here in just a little bit. Uh, we talked about symptoms of it, acquired amusia, and also congenital amusia. Acquired is a brain injury. Congenital is you just sort of have it. There's another one called receptive amusia. And what that is, is the ability to hear that one note is higher or one note is lower, but not be able to understand the space between them. So two notes that are right next to each other and two notes that are an octave apart. Yes. You can't hear that there's a bigger jump. One is one is higher, and you can say that. Oh, it's higher. Right. But you can't, can't hear the jump right. is. You can't tell me how big the jump is. So who else is listening to us? Ooh. The second radio station on that little piece of paper oh. you just picked up. Well, did I do the first? I don't know if you did or not. I don't think I did. KPVL, Decorah, Iowa. Okay, I we'll didn't. save the next one for last time. Okay. All right, be back in a minute here on Rock School. Coming out of the break, if you believe you are tone deaf, mm-hmm. if you believe because you can't sing like Celine Dion, number one, try punching yourself in the chest. Does that work? That's how Celine Dion hits the notes. But if that doesn't work, you just believe yourself to be completely tone deaf, try these things. Number one, find a safe note, a note that you know for a fact 
you can sing on the money. And once you have that note, that's where you should start singing all of your songs because it puts you on the correct path. It's the idea of knowing your key. Tammy sings in B. I sing in G. Why? I don't know, because we do. And if you have trouble, find a note that you know you can hit. It's probably a little low, and it's probably spectacularly comfortable for you. Number two, try a gender switch. Men, try singing women's music. Right. Right. Try singing Mariah Carey. Try singing something like that. Women, try singing the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's weird, but because it's not a voice like yours, you may be able to do it. I'm not a scientist. I only tell you what scientists say. Number three, practice matching pitches, i.e. have somebody play a note, you match it. Play another note, you match it. And then I got a bunch here, but... Number four is record yourself a lot. Record yourself and start to pick out common threads. The idea of I have trouble when the notes are going up. I'm okay when the notes are going down. I have trouble hitting the first note. I have trouble hitting higher notes. That kind of stuff. Make a point of keeping a journal of what notes you are not hitting and then practice off of that. Because for the most part, you do not have tone deafness. You just haven't practiced. Gotta take a break. Actually, no, we don't. We gotta play a song, don't we? Yes, you do. I mentioned Tom Waits, and I know there's people out there that love Tom Waits, so I'll play Tom Waits. Downtown Train on Rock School. Outside another yellow moon so old in the nighttime, yes I climb to the window and down to the street I'm shining like a... Final break here on Rock School because I'm out of information. I have nothing more about the idea of concerns with tone, tone deafness, tune deafness, or amusia. If you are tone deaf or you believe yourself to be tone deaf, try this. Uh, Choose songs with small vocal ranges. The Beatles song. What would you think if I sang out a tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? It's like three notes. It's right there. It doesn't make these big leaping yeah. jumps. I mean, don't don't grab something that someone sort of when he auditions for American Idol or the right. voice with. Don't come out nice small vocal jumps. Also pull back on the volume. If you scream real loud, you got a chance at overshooting the note. And also do vocal exercises. Give that, me one. Give me an get exercise. A, get a chance, man. Take a voice course. They're kind of neat. They're really fun. Even if you're even, even if, if you're, you're not, not going to do it. Oh, okay. No, because it, it talks about breath control. I see people after I work out going (gasps) (gasps) and panting, and that's really a terrible thing. Right. You need to suck in air, count to two, and then let it go. And what happens is it gives your your lungs a second or two to exchange the oxygen. And I know it sounds weird and it sounds counterintuitive, but I'll get myself to stop panting long before the other guys because you just go... And you give your body a chance by going... Okay, give me another one. Give me something else. You want to make your throat feel better? Uh, warm liquids, but no sugar. Just just coffee just or tea. No and no no Coca-Cola. But not because it's really bad for you, but because it uh, it makes a burp. And uh, I've been drinking Coke on the air before and went... <laughs> but the, the big thing to do is... And this is... I just think this is easy to do. 
say the vowel e, e, but continue it. There's there's two things when you speak. There's drum beats like B K D C that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Then there are plays A S D. Do you know what I mean? As long as you have breath, it'll keep going. So say. E, just a little lower than where e. it should be. Try that until, oh, it your, feels good. until your breath falls away. Yeah. It will really I could calm, be there a long time. Yeah, it will really calm down your throat. It will really make you feel better. Weird, huh? Um, yep. When I perform when I'm singing, uh-huh. uh, like after the first set, you know, things are a little bad. I'll, I'll get a hot cup of coffee and I'll just go, e, which really looks weird hey, walking let's, around backstage. Let's go over in the corner and, and sit e- down and cross our legs. E- <laughs> I think that's, I think that's, om. Um. Um. Yeah. All right, we got to get out of here. I'm Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. That'll do it. Class is dismissed. <laughs> <laughs>